I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 111. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song is a song of hope for the believer. Live on forever by the afters reminds us that our existence here on earth is temporary. God's ultimate plan for our lives is for us to live on forever with him. a video of the story behind the song and I'll um, link to that in the show notes which can be found at michellenizat.com forward slash one 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 and so on this video of the story behind the song the afters they were they talk about thinking about revelation the book of revelation as they wrote this song you know the one at the end of the bible And it says in Revelation 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children." We have hope in this. This is a vivid description of our forever. What a gift that we have such beautiful descriptions of the new heaven and the new earth. What did Jesus call it? Our inheritance. He said, those who are victorious will inherit all this. You know, my papa used to comment that the streets were made of gold, which showed extravagance, yes, but also meant that the most treasured thing on this side of heaven is what God paves his roads with. 
And I could stay here in Revelation and and consider what it will be like to live on forever after this life. And perhaps you'll do that too as you consider this song this week. But I used a Bible interaction tool exercise this week that I want to share with you. Uh, BITE, B-I-T-E is what I call them, our Bible interaction tool exercises to help us take a bite out of scripture. And our bite this week is a character profile. What can we learn from the characters that God gives us or talks to? tells us by name. He names characters in the Bible and he gives us details of their lives, sometimes a few and sometimes many, sometimes just a few chapters and uh, verses and sometimes many, many chapters. Um, But I thought of a guy this week who started his live on forever time without dying. And whereas the writers of this song began at the end of the Bible, I went all the way back to the beginning in the book of Genesis and considered Enoch. Now, Enoch is not difficult to study because he's only mentioned a few times in Scripture, but in my opinion, there's just a lot that we can learn from him. And the reason that I chose Enoch as it relates to this song is that in Genesis 5.24, it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Hebrews 11.5 mentions Enoch again and clarifies. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death. He was not found because God took him up. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And then he's mentioned only one other time in the book of Jude, verses 14 and 15. It says, Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them, and them being um, the antichrists uh, that are coming. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of all the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So when you are looking at a character in God's word, you start here with what you know. You look up the references uh, or read their story in context. I've done this before in previous episodes. Uh, We've looked at Esther. We've looked at Jacob recently. um, And uh, we've looked at Mary. So that we've done this before. But so you just start with what you know. So what have we discovered on the surface so far? In the three places that scripture mentions Enoch by name, we know this. We know that Enoch did not die. We know that he walked with God, that he was a man of faith. He was known as a person who pleased God. He was a prophet, or at the very least prophesied, of the end times, and Enoch was seventh from Adam. So it's at this point that you choose where to go deeper, okay? So there's six points that I just listed. We could go and explore each of them. And there's several things that grab my attention, but this whole seventh from Adam business grabbed it first. So if you go back to Genesis 5, you see it is a telling of Adam's family line. Adam as in the first, Adam and Eve, okay? So seventh down the list is Enoch. And it says, when Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. After he became the father of Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Jared lived a total of 962 years and then he died. 
When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Isn't that so neat, so fascinating? And when you slow down enough to kind of consider these characters, so many wonderful things come about. Now, the interesting thing about these genealogical lines, as they are mentioned and and detailed, is that you can tell how old people are when they had kids and how long they lived and all of that. So I sketched out a timeline. And honestly, if I had stronger math skills, the process probably would have gone quicker. <laughs> so uh, if you want to do this, it might might not take you as long as it took me. But do you know what I discovered? Adam was still alive when Enoch was taken by God. Now, if we were studying Adam, that would be an interesting fact to explore from that angle. But we're studying Enoch. And so I wondered, I wondered how Enoch would know how to have such a great or an intimate relationship with God. You know, chances are high that Enoch knew his great, 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 great grandfather. You know, Adam walked with God himself face to face in the garden. And I wonder if Enoch learned this intimacy from Adam. I wonder what Adam felt when Enoch had such a unique relationship with God that he didn't even die. You know, all of this is conjecture, of course, but part of a character profile is to remember that these are real people that really lived and had real hopes and dreams and feelings and family relationships and all of that. Now, the Hebrew word for walked in this phrase, he walked with God, okay, is to be conversant. And that is that when, while Enoch walked with God, he talked with God. He walked and talked. You know, this word implies a continual walking. So it's not just like he walked once, but it was an ongoing relationship. This was not a start and stop relationship. This was an all along the way, continuous relationship that included talking and listening and obedience. Now, how do I know it included obedience? Because that is the way to intimacy with God. In Exodus, God said that if the Israelites would live in obedience, they would be treasured by him. In Luke, Jesus said those who hear the word of God and obey it are blessed. In fact, in John, Jesus said, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. You see, living forever was not the goal for Enoch. God was the goal. Intimacy and his presence forever was the goal. So Enoch's relationship with God that included conversation and obedience also included faith, as the writer of Hebrews teaches us. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. I already read that part, but I don't want you to miss the next verse. Because it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So this all along the way, conversational, obedient, 
faith-filled relationship with God included earnestly seeking Him. I know that last week I said that you could skip the hard stuff for now as you read God's Word to zero in on the parts that you do understand for now. But I want to be one who I want, I want to be one who is commended as one who pleased God. That kind of relationship takes some earnest seeking. And I just want to encourage you, the reward of his presence in your life will be worth the effort of earnestly seeking him. Now, I want to go back to obedience for a moment because Jesus says something hard in John chapter 8 when he says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever obeys my word will never see death. Now, the Jews who heard this freaked out a little because they understood only by what they could see. And what they could see was that even Abraham and the prophets died. In fact, later on, they would even see Jesus die on the cross. So what did he mean? Jesus is talking about living on forever. Jesus was talking about eternal life. And John, in his first letter to believers, says it this way in 1 John chapter 2. It says, The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And that's going to be our memory verse this week. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives lives forever. There it is again, obedience and eternal life linked. Now, if you keep reading in 1 John chapter 2, you will see a description of the Antichrist similar to what Enoch prophesied about as revealed in the letter um, from Jude. But then if you keep reading, we see this in verse 24 of 1 John chapter 2. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. Which leads us back to where we started at the beginning of the podcast in the book of Revelation. In verse 7, it says, Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. We will be victorious. We will not just have made it or survived. We will have won. Because living forever is not the goal. Intimacy and God's presence forever is our goal, just like Enoch. In verse 28 of 1 John chapter 2, And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. Continue in him. That reminds me of Enoch's all along the way, conversational, obedient, faith-filled, earnestly seeking, pleasing to God relationship. We work at this relationship with God because when Jesus returns, which is my prayer, I want to be taken up with Jesus on his cloud. Uh, But when he returns, we can be confident, bold, full of courage, unashamed and not shrinking back. Don't you want that too? So what's next? Well, I want an intimate relationship like Enoch. I may never arrive, but I want it bad enough to earnestly seek God. I want an all along the way, conversational, obedient, faith 
filled, earnestly seeking, pleasing to God relationship so that when Jesus comes back, it will be a natural next step to continue living on forever in his presence. Because living on forever is not the goal. Intimacy with God and his forever presence is the goal. Now, I can increase that intimacy by staying in his word. I've jumped around a bit this week due to our character profile approach that doesn't really necessarily always land you in one place and read it in a bunch of context. But I challenge you to explore some of the places I touched on. We looked in 1 John. You can read all five chapters in one sitting. Uh, We touched on Hebrews 11, the hall of faith. We touched on Revelation chapter 21. All of those can be used as a launching off point for you this week. Now, if you are studying another area of scripture, don't let my podcast derail you ever. Remember, his presence is the goal. I just want you to end God's word for yourself. So it's not like you have to feel guilty for not exploring these areas further. But if you are not in God's word, let this podcast do what it's designed to do. Let it inspire you to get into God's word and consider some of the things we've talked about. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can email me directly, michelle at michellekneezat.com. I love to get emails from my listeners. It really means a lot to me. So if you've considered it and you just wanted to tell me your story or whatever, do it, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to Faye from South Africa, Debbie from somewhere in the U.S., Harold from Ethiopia, Beth from Alabama, Jessica from Georgia, BJ from Michigan, Shirley from Arizona, Gina from Abu Dhabi, Stephanie from Indiana, Tammy from Kansas, and Christy from Alabama. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you will get a memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You will get an email recap of the week's episode and you'll get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes time from time to time. All of that is just my way of saying Thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode by subscribing in iTunes or Stitcher Radio if you have an Android phone. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Trust in You by Lauren Daigle. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 111. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.